0: Stories of the Bible The Apostles and the High Council These are the Apostles They followed Jesus during his time on earth After he went to heaven, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be their helper Then the Apostles spread the good news about Jesus everywhere they went The Apostles performed many miracles and healed the sick. They met regularly in the temple in Jerusalem, and many came to believe in Jesus. All this made the Jewish high priest and his officials very jealous, so they arrested the Apostles and put them in jail. But an angel of the Lord came in the night and opened the gate of the jail. The angel told them to go to the temple and tell people about Jesus. Got it! So at daybreak, the apostles went to the temple and told people about Jesus as the angel told them to. Meanwhile, the high priest and his officials called together a meeting of the high council. They sent the guards to bring the apostles out of jail, but when they went to the jail, they were gone. Wait, what? They returned to the council and reported that the men were gone. Guess what? Then someone arrived and announced that the men who were in jail were standing in the temple, teaching people. Go get them! The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles. Come on, you. They brought them before the high council. The high priest said we gave you strict orders never again to teach in this man's name um yeah but but peter and the apostle said we must obey god rather than any human authority they told jesus's story that he was raised from the dead after they hung him on the cross and that now he was in heaven They told them that Jesus did all these things so that people of Israel would turn to God and be forgiven for their sins. This made the high council furious and they decided to kill the apostles. But one Pharisee named Gamaliel stood up (coughs) and ordered that the men be sent outside the council for a while. Then he warned his fellow Jewish leaders that killing the apostles might bring more trouble than good. He advised them to leave the apostles alone. The other Pharisees saw his point and accepted his advice. They called the apostles in and had them beat up, but they didn't kill them. They ordered them to never speak in the name of Jesus and then they let them go. The apostles left the high council happy that God thought them worthy to suffer for preaching the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message Jesus is the Messiah.
1: Just to share from God's word, the Uh, verses that this uh, animation is drawn from we're taking from Acts chapter 5 verses 41 to 42 the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name day after day in the temple courts and from house to house they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One of the books that we have read with our children is about a little pea who decides to escape from the dinner plate. He has a series of adventures, falling into a fish tank, bouncing into a toaster that's on, being blown along a shelf by a fan, and ending up in the rubbish heap. And sometimes it feels that the church, as we look around the world, as it tries to live the way of Jesus, is a bit out of its depth sometimes, or pushed around by strong winds from other people, or even being considered as on the rubbish heap. Here are three things from those verses that Sam just read that can help. The first thing is, those apostles, those followers of Jesus, had purpose. Uh, The the experts in mental health uh, will often tell you that it really helps your resilience if you have a sense of purpose in life, uh, and that you should try and find one. Uh, Here is the church's purpose. They never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ but they didn't find that purpose, it found them. God gave it to them when he raised Jesus from the dead and said, here he is, the long-awaited king of all the world. And when the church sticks to this purpose, it's a solid foundation that gives us resilience. And that's why it's a joy for us to be running all these alpha courses that are going on. Uh, I know we want to break this week, um, uh, but uh, the last uh, three weeks and then uh, resuming next week, uh, we'll be praying and cooking and hosting and leading and inviting um, to proclaim the good news uh, that Jesus is the Christ. Um, And so uh, as uh, we enter next week, and perhaps the questions are tough, and some guests' attendance is unpredictable, uh, keep going. This is the right purpose for the church. The second thing uh, in that passage is the uh, followers of Jesus had energy. Day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped. Uh, Where did that energy come from? Uh, didn't come from eating Weetabix for breakfast, or, or even... Warburton's toasty loaf Uh, it didn't come from finding your power or your inner strength Peter says it clearly to the council earlier on we are witnesses of these things and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him they had been filled with God's spirit and they'd seen him at work and that same spirit lives within us and works within us And sometimes he works in extraordinarily wonderful and obvious demonstrations of his care and power when things are tough for the church. Um, I still recall vividly uh, in my mind's eye 25 years ago uh, when I was part of a church in a different town and this church was uh, trying to get going on a building project. And what they wanted to do was open up uh, the entrance to the church. So instead of going round the back to get in, the entrance was on the high street. So everybody could see it, and anybody could just walk straight in without having to fiddle around trying to find the back entrance. Uh, And so they'd submitted uh, a planning application to the uh, local authorities, um, and we were waiting for the response. And I remember uh, as uh, as we were sitting in church, the vicar stood up and said, we've had a response uh, from the council uh, planning department and they've recommended that it be turned down. Uh, And you can imagine that we'd all had our hopes up and all our heads went down. Uh, And then the vicar said, can I just invite Fred, uh, Fred Batterton up please Uh, and Fred was the architect who put together the the application so he came up uh, and he said I want to tell you what happened uh, to me a couple of nights ago and he said "Uh, I was cleaning my teeth in the bathroom uh, and I heard a voice say Fred so I went outside the bathroom to my wife and said yes and she said I didn't call you so, I went back into the bathroom and started cleaning my teeth again. And then the voice came again. Fred. So, I went back out of the bathroom to my wife and said, Yes? She said, I didn't call you." So, I went back into the bathroom and carried on cleaning his teeth. Fred? Yes? this is not your battle, it is mine. Uh, And you can imagine that when that happened, the whole church, instead of being like this, suddenly went, whoop, back up. I thought, it's okay, God's got this. Uh, And uh, that was uh, an audible voice, I don't think I've ever come across that since but what I have very consistently come across is uh, it's mostly really about saying in prayer to Jesus again and again, this is a difficult situation for us as a church, or this is a difficult situation for me as an individual. Please give me your strength, your energy to handle it your way. And that's why at the end of each morning service we stand together to receive God's Spirit afresh. And it may be that, like me, your mind starts to drift towards the coffee pot at that point. But I have to remind myself, this is a chance to receive his Spirit afresh together. The third and final thing that the uh, disciples had was the right attitude But this wasn't a, hey, we can do this, anything is possible if you believe, kind of positive thinking. Listen to this, this is what they thought. The apostles left the Sanhedrin, the high council. They rejoiced because they had been counted worthy of suffering, disgrace for the name. What an extraordinary thing to say. It doesn't mean that they thought, oh, what lovely suffering, I really enjoyed being beaten up. And it doesn't mean they deliberately tried to make it happen. They had in fact simply taught and lived the way of Jesus and seen him at work. And the council had become jealous. And this is exactly the way things had happened for Jesus as well. So when the same things happened to Jesus' followers, they knew they were on the right track. They knew they were being faithful to what they'd been told. And so they rejoiced. And and the church will go through opposition in different ways in different times and in different places. Sometimes things are hard, sometimes they're not. Uh, North Korea is not England. But uh, there is a general guideline here which we can all use at any point, whether things are going well or badly. And that is to rejoice over what we have in Jesus. Because that cannot be taken away. In him, we have access to our heavenly father. In him, we have a constant friend. In him, we have a mighty king who forgives and saves. In him, we have a church family. And in him, we have a future and a hope better than anything in this world. And those things are such an encouragement. And also, remembering them helps us to stay grounded when the circumstances are really good. So perhaps one small suggestion to put this into practice. It was our church gift day last week. Uh, We're looking to fund a community garden uh, for our mission partners church in South America. Uh, And if you haven't done yours yet, and I have to confess we haven't, uh, because we have been inefficient, um, then then rather than seeing it as a routine transaction, oh, here we are, it's the annual gift day, why not see it as a chance to rejoice in what we've been given, and in the chance to give back. So there we are, those three things. Purpose, energy, and attitude. Um, And I know that there will be times when we as individuals feel disconnected from purpose, lacking energy, and finding it difficult to rejoice. And maybe that is where you are today. But I guess that's what the church is for. Because when one member is under pressure another member can come alongside, and then as the wheel turns and the situation reverses, the helper can become the helped. So we care for each other, and that helps resilience too. I began with a story about a pea. Um, At the end of that book, he ends up in the rubbish dump. But in the rubbish dump he joyfully starts sprouting shoots and growing into a new plant and producing lots of new peas. He really is a resilient little fellow. And the observant among you will have worked out that purpose, energy, and attitude (laughs) spells out... Pea. Pea. So can I encourage you, uh, as we reach the halfway point in Alpha, as we seek God's energy, as we adopt a rejoicing attitude, these things will really help Emmanuel to be a resilient little P.